guys welcome to another episode of get up 10 podcast i'm here with my guest jay mosley he is a father author speaker and entrepreneur and i'm so excited for our conversation today how are you doing today i'm awesome i'm awesome so excited to be here thank you so much for having me of course welcome so i'm so excited because i don't know where this conversation is go gonna go but (laughs) you know i'll let you know and i like to say this every so often because i never know if somebody is listening to my podcast for the first time Uh, I created Get Up 10 for two main reasons, and that is resilience and authenticity. So people ask me, like, why is your podcast called Get Up 10? And it's kind of an embarrassing answer now, but it's fine. (laughs) I'll be honest. (laughs) So when I created the podcast in 2018, um, Cardi B was like on her little rise to fame, I guess you could call it. And I watched her go from like reality TV to her music career just like blowing up and so she had this song called get up 10 and it says I look myself in the mirror I say we gonna win knock me down nine times but I get up 10 and that just really resonated with me because I've always been big on getting back up and being resilient so that's that and also when it comes to Cardi I do not follow her anymore <laughs> I always make that disclaimer because people are gonna be like oh Ginger out here Cardi B no I'm not <laughs> I have no idea what she's doing if a picture of her or her children comes up on social media that's one thing but I really have no idea what's going on in her life but yeah. again like I said I watched her come up from you know reality tv to her music career and just believing in her dreams and her vision and what I respected was that throughout that process she just showed up as herself she never tried to be fake or somebody who she really wasn't she didn't wait for all of her hair to be done or her teeth to be straight for her to show up on social media and say what she had to say and I just respected that because I feel like a lot of people they just always make excuses oh my hair is not done today oh I got I don't know something on my face you know like there's always an excuse of why people won't show up when they know they're supposed to meanwhile there's somebody out here looking crazy doing what they gotta do and winning so that's the two main themes for get up 10 podcast is just resilience and authenticity so with that being said how has life knocked you down oh wow where do i start (laughs) (laughs) i have so many different areas where life has knocked me down where you know i've been knocked down nine times i got up 10 um Life has, even when from the start, from when I was an infant, I have um, what they call a miracle, a miracle baby. Um, I actually died and had to be resuscitated when I was four and a half months, oh, four and a half months old. I had a, what they call strep, strep B, I believe. Yeah, as a child, and like my lymph nodes, they said it grew to the size of kind of like almost a baseball as an as a, as a infant. And um, yeah, I had to be resuscitated. So from, from from the jump, the enemies already tried to take me out. So from then I knew, you know, <laughs> even being named Jacob, you know, I go by Jacob, I'm like, you know, just a government name is Jacob. And, you know, because Jacob, what they, in the Bible, they kind of like, he was a trickster, and, you know, he was a con man, but, you mm-hmm. know, Jacob turned into Israel. So, you know, my story, like, you know, being knocked down, like even from birth, I've always been knocked down. I've been through divorce, I've been knocked down. I've been through foreclosure, been knocked down. I've been in the, I'm a single father now. So this life has thrown me all types of curveballs, but I always seem to bounce back up. My story has so many different layers in it. So yeah, I've been knocked down to life, but I've always seen the bounce back. Okay, you said a lot there. I'm trying to take my notes so I can make sure we address all of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, before we get into some of the things that you experienced as an adult, you already shared how life tried to come for you early, <laughs> real early. That's crazy. Um, do you remember anything else in your childhood that you feel like was life or the enemy, however you want to say it, trying to knock you down? Yeah, in my childhood, you know, I was um, teased a lot. <laughs> I was I was teased a lot in my childhood. I guess you know, you know, kids are being kids, you know, um, being bullied, things of that nature. So I kind of was like kind of shy for a major part of my life. Um, like you know, stood behind the scenes and like to attract a lot of attention to me because I don't want to be the center of somebody's joke or you know have someone bring attention to me or being called out or being teased of that nature. So. Um, it took me a while to come into my own to where you know, I had to get my confidence level up and get, you know, build that, uh, that self-development muscle in myself and belief in myself. So, yeah, so as a, I think as a kid, you know, from, as like second to almost, oh, sophomore year in high school, I was just kind of like the shy kid, like, because, you know, I've always gotten teased, you know, for not having the right clothes or, you know, just, different types of things you know that, that we go through it and what went through as, as kids so yeah when you were talking it reminded me of how people say like I'm shy or whatever but they're really not it's just that they've been through things so they've like adopted that as their identity but mm -hmm. they're really not so yeah. I love that you were able to come out of that okay and then you <laughs> divorce foreclosure single father <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk more about any of those yeah um i'll start with the um i was married i got married in 2004 and i was married almost 10 years um and me and my ex-wife um you know just for you know separate differences of, of of opinion we decided to go our separate ways and within that um i became a full-time father like i have my kids monday through friday to go with their mom on the weekend so so that kind of you know that narrative of like being a weekend dad that was that's never been me for the last what almost going on 10 years now as you know i've been that full-time dad i'm the one planning the birthday parties i'm the one who's um going to christmas shopping i'm the one who's doing the school supply list i'm at the pta meetings so that narrative like you know jumping to the single fatherhood so i, I really um i'm going to give you your well, take a minute to give you your flowers to see what you're doing with your daughter and stepping up. I have so much respect for single mothers because being in that role as a single parent and knowing what it's like, you know, the day in and day out, getting up, fixing breakfast, going to the um, doctors or having to leave work because they're sick or being up in the middle of the night because they're coughing and hacking. There's just so many different layers that I've um, got to experience and I see women do it every day day so my head goes out to you in, in that aspect so appreciate you queen for doing what you're doing with your young with your young princess on that note thank you i definitely appreciate that because it has been a new season for me as a mother with her being in school and then you know being in school for the first time comes along with germs so <laughs> yes we have been up in the middle of the night recently so thank you so much yeah. for that but you know <laughs> We do what we have to for our kids, and I mean, absolutely, yeah, we're, gonna, we're always gonna show up for our kids. Same. Let's see what else. Oh, how many children do you have? I have four. I have four children. Oh. I have um, eighteen-year-old Madison. It's a senior year in um, high school. Yeah. Um, Thirteen-year-old son Donovan. 
He's in eighth grade. Um, my 11-year-old Cassie, she is in the sixth grade. Then I have a three-year-old son, Cameron, who just celebrated his third birthday yesterday. Wow. That's a full house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have three children by um, my ex-wife and then um, Cameron's, me and Cameron's mother, uh, my three-year-old, just had one well, happened three years ago. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. And those, not only is it like a full house, but it's like, those are such pivotal years because Mm -hmm. grades like you're getting ready to go to high school and then like your oldest daughter is getting ready for college like just so many big milestones coming up yeah and so you mentioned um going through foreclosure as well was that like the aftermath of the divorce or was that separate circumstances that led to that yeah it was actually during when like actually when i was actually married um it was back in 2009 2010 when we was going through kind of a rough patch as far as the economy was going when um we had a, a recession back then yeah. and um my job had uh basically laid us off um and it was just hard for me to find work at the time i mean i owned a home you know i bought my first house at 24 years old and uh I couldn't find work and just going through savings and just couldn't manage it. And so end up leaving to my home getting foreclosed on. And that took so much out of me, just knowing that my comfort zone, my home thing I worked so hard for was taken away from me. And I was like in a very, very dark place at that time. Had to move back in with my in-laws at the time for a little bit until I was able to, you know, find another job and get back on my feet, move into an apartment for some years. And, um, that's when, um, Things start, you know, shaking up in my marriage and had to step away from that and rebound and get my get back on my feet and, you know, do for my kids. So now, like now, we got out of apartments, back in the home, back on my feet. So, you know, it's been a process. It's been a process. But through it all, God has seen me through. So I'm so grateful and thankful for the lessons that it taught me, you know, from not having it to having it, you know, to, um going through those trials and tribulations because I'm able to walk in rooms and I'm able to talk to the person who has had money. I'm able to talk to the person who's been broke. I'm able to talk to the person who knows what it's like to have a home, not have a home, what it's like to have your lights off, have your water off, just so many different layers. I'm able to, you know, step in rooms and like not be ashamed. Like I could meet you at any level in life because I've been there. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so true as how we, when you go through stuff, it makes you like relatable to more people or you're able to share with more people I've definitely realized that over the years as well hmm. okay yeah. I'm trying to think what else so I brought my first home at 23 so I was like oh okay that's cool but I had to um give my home up as just a result of like moving back in with my parents after I had my daughter and realizing that like my marriage was not gonna be successful I was like, I cannot afford this expense, but I was yeah. like, oh, I can relate to being that age. Uh, oh my gosh, I was going to ask you something else and it like left my head, but yeah, you definitely have been through ups and downs. Oh, I was going to ask as far as like having a job, losing a job, like income, that kind of stuff. Um, so are you a full-time entrepreneur right now or do you still work a nine to five? I have a nine to five now. Um, yeah, I was a full time entrepreneur, and then I had a 
injury back in 2018, going into 2019, and it kept me sidelined for a little while. So I kind of like depleted to my savings. So I had to jump back into the workforce when I was able to start working again. So now I'm an um, underwriter with an agency underwriter with Travelers Insurance and a part-time entrepreneur. Now. Is your goal to go back to full-time entrepreneurship or do you enjoy Absolutely. It? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> yes, man. That is the goal. That is the goal. Within the next year and a half, I should be where I need to be. Awesome. And I look forward. I always like cheering everybody along on the sidelines. So I'm like, I look forward to seeing all that come to pass. Yeah. <laughs> so you shared a little bit about how life has knocked you down. But what I really want to focus on, because I, I try not to get too deep into like, oh, like, what have you been through? Like, let's dig into those moves. <laughs> no, like the focus is how did you get back up? Because I need somebody to know that they can also get back up. So what would you say has contributed to getting up from all these things? And it could be different things for like the thing that helped you bounce back from foreclosure might be different from the thing that helped you bounce back from divorce. So whatever it is that you felt like over the seasons has helped you get back up, uh, please let us know. Um, I'm going to say, my, to be honest with you, my why, which, you know, the people, you know, they said, may say it sounds cliche, but yeah. My wife would really got me back up because I understood that you know, being a being a father and my kids were looking at me. I didn't want my kids to go without because something that I allowed me mentally to set me back or be in a depression or things of that nature. Um, so my kids is what really, really got me back on track. The fact that I knew I had somebody else looking for looking up to me to, you know, to provide for them, to protect them, to give them the things that they they need and provide a better lifestyle than what I grew up in. So my kids is what really got me up because if it wasn't for them, I like I honestly don't know how long it took me to, to like snap out of it or really, you know, get the ball rolling with getting things back on track for them and myself. Yeah. And I, as a parent, I definitely understand that. Um, so I want to ask, Obviously, like that helped you to get back up quickly. But do you feel like you were down for a long time or like did you allow yourself time to process your emotions and feelings in the moment when you were in the thick of it? I was down for a long time because um, I know you can you probably can attest to this. Well, when you're in like um, certain relationships and you know that it may be I'm used to work toxic, even though it may not. I think that's a strong word, but. Um, that's the word everybody's using now. Some say toxic, and you are not yourself. You're not your your creativity is not coming about. You're not focused. You're not um, goal oriented. Goal oriented. You're not walking in purpose because you're dealing with a certain situation because your your emotions are so invested into it. But that being said, it did put me in a place to where it held me back for years because I'm sitting up here with all these thoughts in my head, like you know. When it came to my marriage, like, how did I get to this point? Like, why did it not work out with the person you said I do to? Why did why did I say I do? Like, why did it why didn't that work out? When I had this job, you know, when they said, like, you know, I had this certain layer of um, what is it, um security. And then one day they say this, then the next day is they're serving you your pink slip and handing you your box and you know, I'm gonna need your services. You know, all these different things are that have I've had to deal with that. In essence, you know, it's part of life. And like so many other people have dealt with it 
you know, they persevered through it. But while you're in it, you're in it until you figure out, like, you know, I'm better than this. It's more for me out here. Like, why am I settling? Why am I, you know, it's just all these different things um, that have transpired that just pushed me back for years. But now it's like, hell no, I'm not going to uh, <laughs> allow my thoughts. You know, it's more so your mental, your mental fortitude to, you know, to take over to when you know that you have more that's destined for you. There's more purpose for you. There's somebody waiting for your story. There's somebody waiting for you to speak. There's somebody waiting for you to extend their hand and say, how can I help you? There's somebody waiting for you to do what you're destined to do so they can look at you and be like, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. So with that being said, like, yeah, like those particular things. Yeah, there was a time where I was for, like I said, for years where I was not operating in purpose because I was allowing my circumstances to dictate my every move. But now I'm allowing my purpose to dictate where I go and where I don't go. I love that. That's such a powerful shift because I feel like if you leave your circumstances to dictate how you're going to live life and how you're going to feel, like you're always going to be down because there's always going to be something going on. Always, always, always. It also reminds me of uh, the first time we met in Atlanta when I was speaking and I said, like, can you see it before you see it? Because it really has to be settled like in your heart and your mind. Like there is more for me. I am going places. I will have what? the things that I desire like you really have to believe that yeah so, I get that and I also I want... believing. I'm sorry no go ahead I just didn't believe in yourself like that the word belief is just so powerful because over the years I understand like like as a man thinking in the heart so is he you know so you really had to like you said see it before you see it like you really have to envision it what do you want you have to get crystal clear on your focus, on your mission, on your purpose. And along the way, you're going to have people, you know, have naysayers going to ask, why are you doing that? Why, why, why are you, you know, talking? Or why are you speaking? Or why are you doing this particular business? Or why are you doing, or why are you parenting like this? So there's so many different elements that may come to deter you from your path, but you just still got to believe in yourself. Even when it's not even looking good, still believe like, <laughs> I'm going to make this work. This is going to work out in my favor regardless of what's going on in your outside circumstances. Like that belief thing is so, 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 so huge, I believe. Yeah, agreed. And that's something that God has been dealing with me lately because to be honest, like I, I don't believe all the time, you know, because mm -hmm. life is hard. But in, in the Bible, it talks about having a mustard seed of faith. And even uh, look, I've been looking at uh, the prayer or I don't even know if it was really a prayer or a comment because he literally, literally said, literally, that did not come out right. Literally said this to Jesus. It was a father who he wanted his son healed. And I think Jesus was like, uh, do you believe? And he was like, I believe, help my unbelief. So that's something I've been praying lately. It's just like, I believe, but help my unbelief, the parts of me that have not caught up. And I, I want to say that because I think, yes, yeah, like belief is so important. Um, but I think let's be real. Like sometimes we don't always believe. And so I want to let somebody know like, that's okay. Like it's going to catch up. <laughs> like, ev yeah. like every time that you can believe every opportunity that you do believe, like, hold on to that. Like, don't worry about the other moments as much. So in, essence, keep going. so in essence, keep going. Don't stop. Even when you, when, like I said, when you, when it's not looking how you want it to look, just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah, faith without works is dead. So you gotta keep working. 
Yeah, for sure. And I want to ask you as well, uh, being somebody who has gone through divorce and as a single parent, like, do you still aspire to marriage? Do you want to get remarried? Is that something that you've gone back and forth with? Like, where are you on that? Um, yeah, I have definitely gone back and forth about it. And some days you'd be like, you're chilling, you know, like you don't want nobody interrupting your peace. You, you didn't came home and you didn't sat down. You ain't got to, I ain't say answer to anybody, but you ain't got to answer no questions and worry about somebody hungry if they ate or not. You know, you're like, you know, it's good. But there are other days when, you know, I come home and you'd be like, you know, you want to uh, share some good news or you may be going through something or you may even be sick and you just wish that someone was there to make that meal for you, make some soup or, you know, run run your shower or, or stuff that, you know, something yeah. to help you, you know, ease your day or ease your mind. So what, what, with that being said, like, yeah, I have, I do aspire to get married again. You know, I really, really do. I just believe that um, love is just a, such a powerful thing and just having somebody there to share your life with, share your experiences with, someone to grow old with, someone to bounce your ideas off of, someone that you can just know for 100% sure has your back. I just think that's a beautiful thing. And I see it as so many other couples. And like, yeah, I do aspire to be remarried again. Like, you know, I didn't, it didn't work out the first time, but I don't, it doesn't leave a bad taste in my mouth or whatnot. That was just a situation that just didn't work out. That doesn't mean that I'm not, I'm not somebody's cup of tea. Exactly. And I'm really happy to hear that because I feel like there's this, I don't even want to say, I mean, part of it is a narrative and part of it is a reality of people who are like divorced and bitter and they're like, I'll never do that again. So yeah. like myself, I am of the same I don't know the word, but like I also <laughs> aspire to get remarried. Same mindset. Yes. Yeah. And so anytime that I come across somebody who also has that like healthy belief for love again, I always want to highlight that because, you know, we have to keep putting light and positivity out there and not just I want to show somebody that like you can love again, you can hope for that again. So I'm really happy Absolutely. to hear that. Absolutely. And I also wanted to ask you, like, as a single dad, uh, can you talk a little bit about any, like, community or help that you had in raising your kids? Oh, well, it definitely takes a village. It definitely takes a village. Um, I can honestly say that my parents um, have been so instrumental in helping me raise my my kids. Even their, uh, my kids, their other grandparents have been instrumental um, in helping with the kids. Uh, the people who I, you know, that I've allowed in their environment. Like I have my oldest daughter, she's been mentor. I put her in debutantes. I put her in all types of empowerment, women encouragement things. So she has mentors she can she can look to. My um, youngest daughter, she's had you know gymnast coaches and you know other little uh, and I guess you could say development groups where she can lean to and um, you know just along the way. I just always put them in it, even though because I'm not going to be around twenty four seven, and I know that. But I do know that your environment matters. So I try to put my kids in an environment to where they have mentors or people that they can look to in a positive manner that can steer them in the right direction, even when I'm not in the picture. So I've had, I definitely that. had help along the way. That's so important because, again, like there is this idea out there that like people are out here doing it all by themselves. And it's like, no, <laughs> like mm -hmm. it really helps when you have community, when you have support. And I love that you have had those opportunities to put your kids in those activities because, 
even myself as uh, as a mom, like I did have my daughter in gymnastics and then she wasn't listening. She wasn't paying attention yet. So <laughs> I took her out for my own sanity <laughs> and then I put her in swimming lessons. But it was like a summer thing and she still needs some more swim lessons, let's just say. And since school has started, I haven't really focused on like extracurricular activities just yet. But it is really important and there's so much value that can come from those types of things. And yeah, because like myself, I grew up as a student athlete and so much of who I am came from those practices and those games and like those environments. So I love that you brought that up. So before I transition, is there anything else you want to say on the lines of uh, getting knocked down and getting back up? Um, you want to get an example or just talking, you know, of getting knocked down and coming back up? Either or, because I feel like we we touched on a lot of different things, but I just want to make sure that, you know, you're good. Like, if yeah. you're good, we can move on. If, if you feel like there's something else that <laughs> no, you can... I just want to, I would like to add to that because, like, when I had my injury back in 2018, um, I was in a very, very dark, I would say I was depressed um, because that was the first time, like, in years I had been, like I said, I was a mom with my kids um, without them because they had to go stay with their mom um, and their grandparents at the time. And not having them every day. Um, you know, waking up and it's just me, me and my thoughts. And, um, you know, I didn't tell a lot of people about my injury. I didn't um, broadcast it or anything like that. Just something that I went through on my own. And, you know, I kind of fell down for myself and I was just in a really, really, really dark place. And I just started, you know, reassessing things and thinking about things that happened over my life and that got me to this particular situation. And it really um, opened me up to counseling. And I was like, I need to talk to somebody. Not that I wasn't having, you know, thoughts of taking myself out or anything like that. It was just like, I just knew that I needed to talk to somebody. And I knew that, like, the thoughts that I was feeling like this, not this is not of God. Like, you know, I shouldn't be feeling this down on myself. Like, where is this coming from? Like, yeah. I've never felt like this before. And I um, I go to, I don't know if you're familiar with Bishop T.D. Jakes. Um, I go to, the, I'm a member of his church. And I called the counseling department and started taking counseling and just getting able to speak, um, speak to somebody. Because a lot of men, when we go through things, we don't talk about it. And mm-hmm. I did a series um, early in the year called Suffering in Silence. Um, like me and Suffering in Silence, like that little boy, you know, just screaming for somebody to, to pick us up or, you know, hurt to hurt our wounds, so, you know, somebody to... Um, put some alcohol on it or something. There's just so many things that we internalize that we never ever just talk about. And men, we have things that's like such as women. We go through life, but we don't really talk about it. And that part, like being able to talk to a counselor, a psychologist, it was just so helpful, you know, for me to get back up. So I really do um, support, you know, people who go out and get counseling and you know take their mental health important. So that would say that that would be something that I would want to highlight, making sure that your mental health is intact. Yeah, I'm really happy that you mentioned that because that is so important. And I mean, we love to talk about being independent, having our own back and like all of that is great to a degree. But sometimes you need community. You need another opinion. You need an, another like perspective. And yeah. I also have had my own journey with um, therapy and counseling. And it's funny that you say that because 
My first time talking with a counselor was also at the Potter's House. I was there for Women Evolve Conference in 2019. And that was my first time getting to like sit with somebody and talk because I knew I wanted a therapist, but I didn't know how to go about it because it's not something I saw my parents ever do. And so it's not like they could have helped me or guided me. And so because I didn't know how to go about it, I just didn't until I went to that conference and they gave away the counseling for free at the Potter's House. So that's awesome. And then um, I think like, oh, yeah, it was 20, maybe 2021 when I started my therapy journey because I had just come out of an abusive relationship. I realized that I was still even though I had left my daughter's father, we weren't living together or anything in my attempts at co-parenting with him. Uh, I realized that I was still subjecting myself to domestic violence. And so that's when I was like, okay, yeah, like I need, like therapy is not an option at this point because we need to talk about this and unpack this and figure out how we're never, ever getting back to this place again. (laughs) So that started my um, therapy journey. And I'm just wondering, like, the so are you still doing any form of therapy and counseling like and I'm also curious of the first time like was it with a man or a woman or have you I don't know if you want to speak to some of those details um I'm not currently in it now um I've I've been looking at um somebody who I follow on um, online he's a friend of a friend so I've been thinking of getting think about getting into group therapy so that's like you know something as far as like and I want to do it not because something is going on just just more so uh i know to have a healthy outlet it's okay you know to be in that type of environment where you know men are expressing one another and encouraging like encouraging one another and just being there for one another like you like say i am my brother's keeper so yeah. yeah so i'm not in it now but i do take my mental health very seriously now like i take those moments like you know even if it's just going to the movies or just going to my local Chili's, having a drink, watching a game or whatever the case may be, you know, that's always something to keep my mind, you know, get my mind off of, you know, life, you know, for the yeah, moment. It's I really important. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I wanted to add that when it comes to counsel- counseling, therapy, or like whatever mental health mm-hmm. services or activities that you may need, I really think it helps because people will be like, oh, why are you going to therapy? Why are you going to counseling? But I don't agree with that. I feel like the same way that if somebody goes to the gym to stay physically healthy is the same way that you have whatever mental health resources or what activities because you want to stay mentally healthy. It's so good to stay on top of that because it's better to stay on top of it than to wait till you're at rock bottom and then yeah. you really need help. So. I love that. It's like, I'm glad that you say that because that's definitely exactly what it is. Because yeah. we have so many different components that we can work out on a daily basis. Like we take our, like you said, we go into the gym, to, you know, for our physical health. We read our Bible and go to church for our spiritual health. So why not, you know, talk to somebody to get your mental health together? Like it just goes, it just goes hand in hand because we've had that stigma, you know, in our community. For so long, like you know, we just don't. You know, I'm not going to my council. I don't know about it. I don't got to talk to anybody. Just that negative thought process that you know has got us to where we were kind of skeptical about talking to somebody. But nowadays, it's like you have to because we've dealt with so much trauma in our lives that even from before we were even conceived, that you know yeah. our parents dealt with that has just went from generation to generation. 
now it's time to break those generational curses to where we are being advocates to where, yeah, you need to talk to somebody. You know, you need to get things off your chest. Even my 18-year-old daughter, you know, with me and her mom divorcing and, you know, not being together anymore, I could tell, like, some things, like, affected her. But she's kind of like, Dad, I want to, I need counseling. So what did I do? Found out to talk to her counselor now. We've been hurt to talk to someone on a day, on a day just so it just enhances her mental health capacity. So I love yeah. that. And also, I want to point out that in some seasons, like, you might need to be poured into you mm -hmm. might need some help you might need some input and maybe you get to a point where you're like I'm good well then I challenge you so I love that you're going into a group looking at getting into a group setting because even though maybe in this season you don't need the help you might be able to help somebody else and so because right. you've been poured into now you can pour out for somebody else so I love that and yeah. thank you again for bringing this up because it's so important so it is. I definitely it feel like we can move forward now. <laughs> feels, <laughs> feels good. Feels complete. So uh, the last question is a little bit different. And I just like to ask, um, what does it look like to you to live life with no filter or authentically be you? Oh, my gosh, that's a great question. Um, To live life with no filter and be authentically me. I feel like now I'm getting into that space to where I'm not... Um, so much concerned about people's opinions on how I live my life. I'm not concerned about people's opinions about how I choose to raise my children. Not that I'm doing anything wrong or whatnot. It's like, I don't allow others inside influence to affect what I got going on. And I'm okay with doing the things that God has called me to do and not being hesitant about it anymore. You know, I'm just, I just think that living a life just unfiltered, just doing not necessarily things to make you happy, but things that make you complete, things to make you full on the inside, things that make you just smile. But like, you know, I'm so glad I did that because there are some things that you'd be like, you'd be kind of hesitant, hesitant about because you are worried about what other people may say or think. But when you come out of traumatic situations, when you come out of depression, when you come out of um, wondering, am I good enough? When you come out of, wondering you know where um i'm gonna get this money from or where how i'm gonna pay this bill when all these different stresses and triggers come about there comes a time where i believe when you just come into where you're just like you know what i went through all that like now i can breathe and now i can fully encompass what god has for me i can fully thrive and live on purpose and not worry about what others have to say because they don't know what i've been through they don't know my story. They don't know my history. They don't know, you know, there's so many things that people don't know. But the good thing about it is that we're able to give our testimony. And we're able to, like, have platforms like this. When people hear the story, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, take a step back. I would have never known. But now I'm able to, like, live in it. You know, like, yeah, I've been through that. But, you know, that was, a, that was just something God took me through to get me to hear to, to talk to you about it. So now I can live a life I'm with unfiltered because I'm not ashamed or scared to tell talk to people about my past or talk to people about my hiccups in life or talk to people about what I've been through. So I think now I'm living life in a very unfiltered place. I love that. That's very and that's very freeing. Like yeah. I feel like personally I think I still have some work to do when it comes to worrying about other people's opinions. But I definitely 
have I can say that I'm showing up more authentically in this season of my life than I have in other ones. So I can relate to the freedom that comes with that. So and I must say like and I'm like from the person who I um like I said we we me and Jen we got to know each other through our secret sauce community and um I met her in Atlanta and a young lady who I've seen since Atlanta to the young lady I'm seeing right now you could tell that it is a growth it would in which it is like it's a it's a growth it's a you know what I'm saying you're just going through your season but you're becoming more of yourself even when you're tapping in on you know when you're tagging me and you're tapping you to work out you know you're flexing <laughs> I could tell you when I could tell that's something you probably wouldn't have done in the past but now you're just like you know it's it's coming up. It's all it's all about progression. I'm loving the progression I'm seeing for you. So hats off to you for stepping out of your comfort zone and just being authentic for you. Thank you. I definitely appreciate that. Honestly, ever this is crazy, but like ever since uh Coach Will's secret what was it called? Secret Sauce Speakers Mastermind. It was mm. like something was like unlocked and yeah. My it's emotions. Being in the environment. Just, yeah. Just in the environment. So, you have to get in the environment. Yeah, you gotta get in the room. <laughs> yeah, you but do. Me personally, like it's like something emotionally was like unlocked, and like ever since then, I'm just easily so moved to tears. So I'm like trying not to cry because I really do appreciate what you said, and it just is confirmation because other people have said the same thing to me that have been watching me, um, uh, since Atlanta and even since for for years from before then. So I'm like, okay, wow, thank you. Thank you, God, <laughs> that because that's all God. I got to give him the credit for any growth or glow that is happening here. Absolutely. I love that. So I always like to finish up with a few like less, less, yeah, less serious. I was going to say less silly, but that's not the right word. <laughs> less serious <laughs> questions. So okay. I personally love to travel. It's one of my favorite things to do. And it's also very like healing for me to just get out of my environment and be somewhere new. Mm -hmm. So that being said, if you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Where would I go? Bora Bora. Oh. I, would rent, I would rent one or, you know, for a week or so, just have a little hut or whatever they call it in Bora Bora that's on the water. Yeah. And, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. I'm trying to remember if anybody has said that before because you might be the first one. That's a good answer. And that is there a song that either it could be either a song that is like specific for you for this season that you have on repeat or just like a song in general that you hold on to that you'd like to share um i do have a song like you know people like i'm i'm just like i said i could be my authentic self so um it's a song it's called go get it by ti okay i feel like i've seen <laughs> you put that on your story as well <laughs> that is like my thing like i just Big things and it's little big things pop and little things stop. And like I've been on my TI kick. Like those songs just get me going. I love that. And I also like to ask if there is either a book that you have read recently that you'd like to recommend or a book in general that just really shifted something for you that you'd like to recommend. Uh, the book now that I'm on heavy is Disruptive Thinking by Bishop T D Jakes. That <laughs> book right there, man, game changer. That's what um, Kevin Yvette said as well. Shout out to Kev. That's my yes, husband. That was his, one of his <laughs> as well. So I don't know if somebody is listening to this and they didn't get the book when Kev said it. Maybe this is their sign that you need to go get that book. So Get the book and the workbook. And I'm telling you, it's a game changer. And the workbook. Love a good workbook. <laughs> All right. Well, 
that is all the questions I got. I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, do you have any last words that you would like to share? Yeah, and first off, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to jump on your platform and just be candid and share my story. Like um, when you sent out the invitation for um, for your podcast, I was like, oh my gosh. Like I just had to say yes, like because like I said, I can see the maturation. I can see the growth. I can see everything that's progressing in the, in your life. And I'm so loving the person that you're becoming. Like I can see the evolution. And uh, for with that being said, I just want to tell tell anybody that gets to listen to this, like the things that you're going through now, it's not what God has for you for your future. So go through it, get your story, so you can go tell somebody else, and you can show somebody else how you got through it. Because all we're doing is being living testimonies right now. We've all been through something and we all went through it. Like, you know, so you can't have a testimony without a test. So right now we're passing it. We're getting we're getting our A's now. So go through what you're going through. It may be hard. You know, we know it's hard. There's going times when you cry, times where you want to give up, times when you want to throw in a towel, times when you're doubting yourself. We've all had those different emotions. Our genders have had them. I know for sure I've had them as well. There are certain tools that 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 are out there and resources that are out there that can help you through it. We're two people right now that can. It just hearing our story. If you've been through divorce, if you've been through a domestic violence situation, if you've been a single parent, if you have money being broke, if you lost the house, had to move into your parents, you have had all these different stories that we got to tell you, and we can help you through it and tell you how we got through it. So we're just living testimony. So with that being said, if you need somebody ever to talk to, we're here. Reach out to us. Yes, I love that. Thank you so, so much. I'm so excited for this episode to be released. And I really enjoyed our conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an amazing conversation with Jay Moses.